broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. What is up, Midtown Business Radio listeners? It is CW. This week was our monthly episode with the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce and the events manager for Cobb County Chamber of Commerce, Ashley Warner, joined me in the studio. We were celebrating the 2016 Cobb County Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year Awards. And in fact, our guests this week include a previous Small Business of the Year for Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. In 2012, it was Velocity. We had Andy Crow with us in the studio. We also featured several top 25 finalists in the Small Business of the Year competition. Laura Bottoms Hickenbotham of the Bottoms Group sat in with us. And we also were joined by Wendy Bunch of Remax Pure and Andy Crow of Velocity, previous Small Business of the Year award winner in 2012. And of course, we had Mike Whittle of K. Mike Whittle Designs. It was great getting to meet each of these entrepreneurs. And I was really impressed by the level of passion that they felt around their involvement with the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce and as a part of their business community around the Cobb County area, particularly around Marietta, where these folks mostly come from. As I've had the opportunity to get to know some of the folks at the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce and now getting to interface with some of the members of the chamber. I'm really pleased to be a partner with this group. Obviously a good bunch of folks and they take their business and their community very seriously and have a great deal of passion about it as well as a sense of community. So stick around for the full interview with Laura Bottoms Higginbotham, Mike Whittle, Wendy Bunch, Andy Crow, and Ashley Warner coming up next. Good morning, everyone. It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month, which means we've got the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce in the studio with us. Ashley Warner sitting in yet again. She's becoming a regular fixture with us here on the show. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. Kind of can't get rid of me anymore. That's right. Well, that's just fine. It's working out great. And we've got a full cast today. Uh, so we want to try to get down and, and, and get to talking to these folks. A number of them are being recognized uh, with their business. So I'm really happy to introduce the community to them. Go around and uh, introduce us to who we have sitting in the studio with us today. Sure. We have Andy Crow here with Velocity, Wendy Bunch with Remax Pure, the Wendy Bunch team, Mike Whittle with K. Mike Whittle Designs, and Laura Higginbotham with The Bottoms Group. Very cool. And from what I understand, Got some awards going on, some businesses being recognized for high high levels of performance and just doing things the right way. So talk about some of the some of the stuff we have going on at the Cobb County Chamber. Sure. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated our Small Business of the Year awards. Small businesses are a huge part of our chamber. We even call them the backbone of our chamber. They make up about 85% of our membership, actually. And we have one awards program every year where people submit applications and we choose our top 25. I'm happy to say that three of our companies represented here today are not only small business top 25 honorees this year, but they're also our finalists. So we're very excited to have them. And we also have one of our small business hall of fame honorees with us. So he's already won previously and is now in the elect group of previous winners. Awesome. And the, can you share the, the, the business of the year, small business of the year? Sure. This year, our winner was Gaskin Surveying and Engineering. It's a company that's been in Cobb for generations upon generations. Very excited to see them win. Very deserving of this award this year. And from what I understand, the, the companies uh, you talked about, they've been here for decades and they went through some challenges a few years ago, were able to recover from that and not only recover, but really 
get on the grow again and and do some great things ever since then. So uh, congratulations to them. That's really awesome. It's very great. You'll hear a little bit of everyone's story today. And adversity has played a big role in a lot of our businesses. And it's amazing to see how much they've overcome. Well, it's it's really pleasing for me to be able to hang out with members of the Cobb County Chamber, getting to know all the businesses around this community. Obviously, a very thriving business community. And then, of course, the Cobb County Chamber, very active in promoting the, the small business community around the area. So it's a real pleasure for me to be uh, partnered with them. And Andy, let's start with you. Let's learn a little bit about Velocity. You were one of the companies that she was talking about. You've been recognized before. So Introduce us to the company. Uh, sure, CW. Velocity is a management training company. And so we have a couple of areas of focus. We help companies understand uh, specifically how to manage projects more efficiently. So we help uh, companies get people on the same page, understand how to plan a project, um, execute a project, monitor and control, closing the whole, uh, the whole spectrum. We help them establish methodologies. We help uh, their project managers speak the same uh, vocabulary, and we help people with project management certification, like the PMP certification, things like that. So what kind of company tends to be the sweet spot of your client group? Who, who needs to think about linking up with your services? You know, it's a, it's a funny question. We have a really, really diverse customer base. So we do training for Home Depot. We do a lot of training for Siemens. Uh, larger companies like that. We have a lot of smaller companies and individual clients who just want to improve. And then sort of our backbone uh, to to build on Ashley's analogy is uh, companies inside the DC Beltway, uh, government contractors, et cetera, who really want to get their language down, want to get their best practices down and want to up their game. With regards to a company that, yeah, I've got my HR people. I don't really, that they handle all that for me. Why would it make sense to pull in an expert? I would assume that the people that you're sending out to engage with these clients probably have some measure of experience and background in particular aspects that they're going to be talking about. So you're getting a true expert, I would assume, when your folks come walking in. Correct. And so some companies hire novice project managers. They hire people who want to be project managers, but then they don't really understand what it takes. And so, yeah, you get somebody who's very organized and who's on their game, but then how do I actually start? How do I build a schedule? How do I estimate? How do I communicate? How do I manage a team? All of these types of questions, we help companies start uh, building their practices and then uh, building how they're going to report, how they're going to monitor these projects, et cetera. And with with your relationship, is it a an ongoing relationship that you you tend to be pr- coming in, you know, parachuting into wherever they are and and educating a group of folks over a period of time and then then leaving? I assume that doing it that way with a company such as Velocity, you you end up getting high level of training, but you don't have some of the cost of trying to keep that person on staff all the time. Correct, and and we run the spectrum. Uh, we. Uh, just did a class for Tesla, and uh, we trained their project managers in how to think about uh, project management. And I'm a big fan of that company. So now uh, we're starting to get more involved in other areas of their business and trying to help them uh, look at establishing some best practices. Uh, we um, Sometimes we will parachute in, and it'll be a really defined thing where they'll want a three-day class and maybe we'll never talk to them again. But ideally, we build a relationship. And with some of these companies, it's kind of fun because it's hard to tell where their organization ends and ours begins. And as as a member of the, the Cobb County Chamber, I would assume that you've begun to be able to form relationships with companies that 
learn about you through this you know involvement with the chamber and you get to, to know you and actually have a chance to really understand what they're talking about when you know they bring you on board you know it's funny cw we're not um sort of the typical story there when when we joined the chamber it was just to get more involved in our community and we assumed look we may never do business with any of these companies we might but a lot of them aren't in our sweet spot and it's been fun because we started looking about actually about six months ago at how much business we've gotten from our chamber involvement and it was pretty astonishing yeah. And we were talking with Andy Crow of Velocity Teach, learning a, a little bit about what their company does to help uh, develop project managers within an organization. T- sounds like a lot of the time we're talking uh, larger organizations by by the sound of it. But I guess anybody that might be looking to develop project managers within their organization would be who you're looking for there. So it's funny, sometimes we'll, a lot of our business, um, maybe 60% of our business is a company calls and says, hey, we need to train our project managers. Would you come in and would you come uh, to our facility? But there are an awful lot of people who just sign up in open enrollment classes and we'll say we're doing a class in in uh, San Francisco on this date and we're teaching this topic. We're going to teach you how to define the scope of a project, what's the proper way to do it and document it and how to know when you're done and so all these things. And so that makes up about uh, 40% of that business as well. And when it comes to your involvement with the Cobb County Chamber, how do you how do you stitch that in? Because I know one of the big things that the chamber is all about is just fostering small business development around the community. Right. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. So the the path and the way it started, my my sort of arc with the chamber, um, I just started going to the first Monday breakfast. They have a, a the first Monday of every month. Uh, they have a breakfast. They'll have uh, some theme around the breakfast, and I would go and sit and meet people. Uh, the more people I began to meet, the more involved I got. And then finally, I started getting involved in some of their leadership programs. And I did Leadership Cobb and I did Honorary Commanders. And that really turbocharged my involvement quite a bit. Uh, we're very um, uh, we're, we're very not-for-profit minded as well. Now, we're a for-profit company, sure. very much so, but we do a lot of work. We ask everybody in the company to give 5% of their working time each month back to a not-for-profit. And uh, we're very serious about that, and we we focus on that. And the more we began to get involved in those things, interestingly enough, it opened up avenues with other organizations in the Cobb Chamber, other companies that uh, that started getting a chance to see what we do and how we do it, and uh, maybe just the way we organize a not-for-profit event, and then started uh, started engaging us. Talk a little bit about those leadership roles you were talking about with Cobb Leadership and the honorary commanders. What are we talking about there? Sure, Leadership Cobb's a year-long program, and um, I didn't I, I didn't come in here with any talking points for that, but I'm a huge advocate for that program. Uh, you get paired with about 40 different people in, in Cobb. These are all people from the business community, from the not-for-profit community, and uh, it's a very diverse group. And uh, you get immersed into Cobb County. So first of all, you start understanding a lot more about how Cobb County functions, what makes it work. Uh, You start learning more about the strengths and sometimes not always the strengths that are in the county, um, how they work, how to get things done. And, And the beauty is that you walk out of there with some of your lifelong friends. So I just spent the weekend in Florida 
with a guy who uh, fishing uh, with a guy that I met through Leadership Cobb, you know, and now he and I become really good friends. That's a very, very common experience throughout. But the, it sounds like a like a master's degree program in a way. It is. It is. You get it's a master's degree in the county is what it is. And uh, and then you meet uh, incredible you make incredible relationships throughout that. And those things, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of going into it without the expectation of uh, you don't do it to increase your business. Right. You do it to increase your involvement. But the business does follow. And what did you learn about the, the Cobb County business ecosystem? Did you see identify challenges that are facing small businesses that you know that are either regional to to this area or um, what types of things did you learn about the the business community in in, in respect to Cobb County uh, you know Cobb County's got this amazing ecosystem and uh, it's integrated from education uh, we've got an amazing education system we've got a strong transit system we've got uh, a good uh, business economy as well. And so the businesses look out after each other. To answer your question, yeah, there are common struggles. And the funny thing is most small businesses, um, they sort of project that they're doing great and they sort of project their strength. And it's good sometimes just to get immersed with other small businesses and be able to talk about what's not working. I think as far as that goes, Cobb's, Cobb's doing great. If you look in the metro area and you look at the strengths Cobb has, um, I don't think there are particular challenges unique to Cobb, but I think all small businesses are are really, um, all of them are fighting all the time. And what we were hearing uh, before we went on the air today, uh, some of the various a- positive aspects about being a business in Cobb County, taxes are are, are good and, um, you know, the it's a lovely community to be located in for sure. And when it comes down to the just the, the small business of the year process and, and that whole experience and being able to be involved in in that part of the Cobb County Chamber. Did you see any kind of trends emerging around the, the businesses that were there or uh, what came out of being a part of that for you? You go through this process and um, you, you're nominated uh, at some point for small business of the year. You fill out an application and then uh, at some point they name their top 25. Yeah. And you're aware that you're in the top 25, then the, they nominate and name the top five. So we were a top five finalist in 2000. I may be getting my years wrong, but I think 2011, we were a top five. And uh, that was an incredible honor and kind of overwhelming. And you go through this process, you don't know who the others are. So that until the very, very end, you find out who the other finalists were. Uh, but we didn't win that year, but we were, um, we were overwhelmed. Uh, just with with getting to go through that process. Yeah. And this is the funny thing, CW. It makes you sharpen your pencil because you go through and you fill out this application. You start documenting all the things you do. Sometimes it puts a spotlight on, wow, you know, I don't like my answer here. We need to do more here. Sometimes, uh, but it just helps you to, to aggregate all this information in one place. Now, the company was awarded as Cobb County Chamber Small Business of the Year in 2012. Well, yeah, the next year, <laughs> the next year we struck gold and we hit that. And, um, you know, it's funny because we didn't we didn't really expect to win that year. And uh, it was truly overwhelming. So it was, it was an incredible experience. How does that flow? I guess when when it comes time, there's some requests for submissions and nominations and you know of a business that's doing some great things, then you can put their name in the hat and then it gets selected based on, I guess, a number of different criteria. Yeah, correct. And so um, some of the criteria are, are kept 
confidential, but, uh, you know, you go through certain dimensions of growth and adversity and other things that you have to document how you've done over the years, the number of people you've hired and so forth in your expansion and your involvement in the community is hugely important. With regards to giving back time and, and possibly philanthropy with community-based organizations. Is that what we're talking about? That is a big part of it. And uh, that was a, that was one area where I think we shone in, in terms of our involvement because we really did try and take that seriously. Well, um, talk about where folks can go if they want to get linked up with Velocity. Talk about where they can go to get linked up with you and, and uh, learn more about your particular business. Sure. Well, I'm easy to find and you can, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Andy Crow. Uh, Velociteach website is velociteach.com, V-E-L-O-C-I, and then teach like teach school. And uh, we'd love to share more about what we do and how we can help you as well. And Wendy Bunch is a broker and owner with Remax Pure. She was one of the ones that was sharing a pretty lengthy list of reasons why Cobb County is a great place to both live as well as have a business. So thanks for taking some time to stop in and talk about your company. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, introduce us to to your firm and, and the, if you have particular focuses within the realty world that you like to try to work within and areas around the community that you like to focus on, if there are some. Certainly. Uh, as a native of Cobb County and been a real estate agent for 18 years uh, back in 2011, decided to make the jump to open my own office uh, with Remax under one of the best brands in the nation. And um, I did it at a time where People were losing their home and we were coming out of an economic recession. And even my landlord said, I'm not sure you want to do this. Are you watching the news? So, um, but we overcame those challenges. We opened in the Meredith Square in 2011 and we have grown significantly, both agent wise and production wise. And um, we have been honored to be in the heart of the Meredith Square and in the trenches during the housing market and seeing this wonderful comeback. Um, for so many uh, that thought at one point they could never get out of their home and yeah. would, you know, not be able to overcome their financial situation. So it's been a blessing the past year uh, to see so many people with a smile on their face and a check in their hand versus <laughs> writing a check and closing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So. And you were talking a little bit about that, that your experience in a home purchase at one point was what ultimately made you think maybe this could be done better in a, in a more... Uh, positive outcome Absolutely. sort of way. Talk about that a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. I was working at Life College um, and uh, it was time to buy my first home and I went through that experience and I had a horrible real estate agent and sat there at that closing table crying and left there and I went and signed up for a real estate course and said, you know, I can do this and be better to people and not ever have this happen to someone again. So I think that situation made me realize the importance of protecting the American dream and the largest financial investment that people make in their life. What did you find in that experience that you felt like the the realtor could have done differently? We could have been better advised on our financial situation, on our rate, on our mortgage company, better advised on our home inspection, what should have been done uh, and not done. Um, we could have been better advised about just simply filing a homestead exemption in the county to get a tax reduction. I'm sure that when you get down to that point, you've been looking at the house, you find the one you want, mm-hmm. and then you're you're making it yours today. And now the experience is a negative one. That's got to be a bit of a, a bummer. It was. It was. <laughs> As many have had their trucks loaded, they're paying for the mover, they've turned in their lease notice, and they don't have any option but to 
to close, you know, to have a roof over their head. So it turned in to be one of the most rewarding experiences for me because it has made me uh, a better person in the industry. And it has also brought me um, to our incredible office and, and to have been honored um, as a top 25. Talking with Wendy Bunch of Remax Pure, located downtown Marietta, learning a little bit about what motivated her to get into real estate and working with somebody that has been through your pain. They've experienced some of the negative aspects of the experience and is now trying to make sure that you as her client doesn't, doesn't go through that. Mm-hmm. How did, how have you stitched that in that, that experience with yourself and your colleagues and even just taking that to your customers to let them know, Hey, this is why, this is how we're going to go about this. So your experience is a good one. One thing about the real estate industry is you share so many different stories. You see so many families in a different light. And sometimes when we share that story, you know, it's like, wow, you're a real person. You've you've gone through the fears that I don't want to happen to me, to my family, to my child, to my grandchildren. Um, and as an as a strong office, we believe very much in education. And that was one of the things in the downturn that was the biggest impact we had is getting education, getting designations, trying to understand how to better serve, how to better educate, how to better communicate, um, and staying on top of the industry. Um, it's such a horrible time. So we work really hard um, as an office and as a group. Um, our integrity's first, and the people, we make sure that we're giving them good sound advice. And if we don't have those answers for them, we go find them. With your with your particular firm, are you focused on uh, commercial or residential? Do you have a mix of things? I know that some realtors will tend to place some measure of emphasis on particular regions mm-hmm. of a community. Talk about that part of your business. We are primarily residential. We do do a lot of commercial. Um, we focus on many aspects. I'm very fortunate that you know our office has brought about 15 realtors that come to Cobb County and are part of our office. Um, so they come through the Cobb County line every day to work. So that makes me thankful and grateful they pass a lot of offices to be a part of ours. Um, so that's a that's a good thing, you know. Um, being a real estate agent, you're in your car, you're mobile, you're global. You don't need to be in an office. So wherever you feel like going and you feel like you have the knowledge and wisdom to cover that area and protect that client, you know, it's a great thing that we can go and do that. And w- as we were getting ready to go on air it's in and and chatting a little bit it sounds like the the market is going so well from the perspective of being able to sell homes that there's not a whole lot of uh, of inventory available right now i know there's cranes everywhere there's construction everywhere mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. but sounds like there's not quite enough homes now one of the great things is we did start seeing new construction a couple years ago that did help us to know that hey we're, we're coming back we're turning out of this it has been a blessing for many sellers um, trying to sell their property, getting a good price for it because we have had limited inventory. From a buyer's perspective, you know, it's a challenge. Most homes that you go up into, sometimes it's a bidding war. You've got to be strong. You've got to have a good realtor. you got to have your finances in order. Uh, you got to be prepared to make a good offer. So if you're in a selling situation, you're doing well right now. It's just trying to find that next uh, chapter. Where are you going? Have the market prices gotten back to the pre-bubble phase and even move past them yet? Or are we still catching up with that period? We're still doing good in the pricing. We didn't jump. Even in the downturn, Atlanta and the metro Atlanta, we didn't jump. I mean, places like Las Vegas, Miami, I mean, they were 
selling houses and in 10 months, people making a half a million dollars. You know, we didn't get to that situation here in Atlanta, which, you know, we still, you know, hurt and had a bad downturn. So, you know, your property should increase three to 5%. And we're on that mainstream. Um, appraisals, we are having some challenge with appraisals. Um, back before the downturn, there was yeah. never a problem with the appraisal. Yeah. Um, so appraisers are, you know, they're doing their due diligence. They're doing their comps. They're doing their, um, seeing what they see. They give us an opportunity to challenge it but most of the time they don't change you know yes. what they see so we experienced we've had, that mm -hmm. when we purchased we mm -hmm. live in mableton Cobb yes, county absolutely hey. yeah <laughs> that's from from yeah and so we experienced the same sort of thing the, the homes that were in our neighborhood happened to be built right around the mm -hmm. The height, it's nine years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and right right before the bubble popped, and of course it affected the builder and, and uh, some of the homes, you know, freshly constructed were going, you know, under duress. And so that really impeded our, our mm -hmm. you know, appraisal significantly over where we were in terms of purchase price. So that was a really tough thing. And I would imagine it's not exclusive to our neighborhood. It's probably it's, all over. It's so. all over. And I try to remind people that, you know, it didn't matter what your price point was. If it was a hundred thousand or a million dollars, everyone saw the devastation in their community of abandoned vacant houses. And now we're coming back and we're seeing that light at the tunnel and uh, we're seeing families in there making memories and we say our appraisals are getting better, but they're still not going to let it get out of hand. That's for sure. Is it more just a personal preference or to to build a new home versus buying one that has been, you know, an established house already? Do you have advice for somebody trying to choose that kind of direction? Are there difficulties one way or the other? That's always a good question because people always have to figure out what they're doing and where they're going. And sometimes new construction can take longer. Um, banks have been, you know, very particular about the money they're lending to our builders. So you don't see a lot of inventory just standing in new home construction. So sometimes it comes down to what's available out there. Uh, a good resale home that has already got a, a fence and blinds and established versus a new home where you've got to put all that stuff in right. weighs out on an expense. Um, so a lot of times what's happening in today's market is what's available out there. What what can we get? And if we don't see anything, then we have to think about that short term. Do we rent something for a year? And people don't really want to do that because they want to take advantage of the interest rates that are currently right. in place. Right. Are, are they still pretty low? They were very low when we purchased. Yes, they're hovering around three and three and a quarter. Um, so, which is just phenomenal. That's 30-year loans? Wow. Loans. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Um, talk about your, your involvement with the Cobb County Chamber. I know that you've been a member for a period of time. Obviously, you, you've been recognized with the Wendy Bunch team as a finalist this year for the 2016 Small Business of the Year mm -hmm. in Cobb County. Talk about your involvement with the with the chamber. I'm super blessed and thankful for that. Um, yes, um, I um uh, got involved with the chamber on a recommendation from former Governor Barnes, and I didn't even know what it was until I got a letter in the mail that said, "Hey, you've you know sent in this application for this leadership program." I didn't don't even know that I paid much attention to the chamber, uh, which almost saddened me because it's an active realtor, one of the top agents in the county, and 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 working as hard as we did, but never gave back as much um, until I went through that program. So as Andy, I've been some, through some of the programs that he has been through, um, through the leadership programs and leadership call, and it has made a huge impact on my life, my family, and my business. And can you share some of the particular aspects of that experience that really, uh, you know, made such an impression on you it's it's yes. it's obviously a, a passionate one well um my office was um out on dallas highway i had some really good friends in my leadership call class that were adamant we want you on the square we want you in the square with us and so 
they searched. I didn't search because I didn't even go to the square, but they would search and say, we think we found a spot. We think we found a spot. And we'd go look and they would help me together look at parking and look at, you know, positioning on the squares. I had no idea. So um, if it probably wasn't the three of them pushing, I probably never would have done it. So then when I finally made that decision, I went home to my husband. I said, hey, this is what we're doing. We're going to the Marriott Square and having an office. And he looked at me and said, oh, good gosh. <laughs> um, because again, it was an economic downturn yes. and it was certainly a chance that we were taking. Um, my landlord at the time only did five-year leases and he just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to do a year lease because I'm really worried about this making it, you know, and I said, oh. Oh, we'll make it. We'll make it. I promise you. So um, I probably would have never been there. I probably wouldn't be in the top five and the top 25. And so I'm super grateful for the chamber and the impact that's had there. That's awesome. And obviously, congratulations on being recognized as a finalist in the Small Business of the Year competition in Cobb County. For you, I mean, you got a pretty big factor going in right there at uh, 75 and 285. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to affect you. Where do you see your, your company in the next few years? Oh, I think we'll see some balloons around the county, that's for sure. <laughs> so um, we're already looking at, at doing some expansion and some positive growth. And um, we're real careful about what we do in the areas that we need to, to be and have a presence. Um I'm excited for what's happening in Cobb County. Our momentum is doing so well. Um, our millage rate is still low. We've got good businesses coming, which is bringing people that need houses. It's bringing jobs. All of this can impact and help all of our small businesses um, in what they're doing. I, I loved an interview the other day of uh, some business owners in Smyrna that said, you know, the stadium is not even here yet. And it, our business, we're already seeing so much growth in our business. And they were so excited. Yeah, so it's it's a great, you know, we're in a great county. Um, you know, we have great leadership. Um, and, I, you know, housing market drives. Um, you know, sometimes in that downtime, that downturn, that economic turn, they don't realize how many people them, you know, that a housing employees, employees, financials, inspectors, you know, lawn equipment, bedding equipment, outdoor furniture, plumbers, roofers. I mean, it just, you know, it, it helps to implode, um, you know, our economic growth. And so I'm thankful to see so much coming. We've been talking with Wendy Bunch of Remax Pure downtown Marietta in Cobb County. And, and Wendy, do you have any, I know you're very active in the community. Are there some particular causes that you might like to, you know, call some attention to that you get involved with or particular things that you like to try to put focus on? We are involved in so many things and I'm so thankful. And I feel like if I start listing them all, I might leave some of them out. And I understand. I never hear the end of it. So. <laughs> um, but right now, I, you know, one of the things that my husband and I just recently did was uh, co-chaired with Governor uh, Barnes and his lovely wife, Marie, the YWCA. And um, that was a huge impact for us. And, and their leader right now, Holly Tuckman, is, um, is going through some health issues and, um, in the hospital. And so we're all, I got my right arms on today. We're all saying prayers for her and hoping that full recovery from her. And that's certainly what she'll do. So. Talk about where folks can go get linked up with uh, the Bunch team and, and find out if it might make sense to either purchase or sell through you. Sure, absolutely. Certainly we're on LinkedIn at Wendy Bunch. And um, our website is Atlanta Pure Homes. Um, so you can go in there and there's wealth of information. Um, I know a lot of people like to go to Zillow because it's quick, um, but we offer a whole lot of information in there on the home search and and making decisions and what's best for you and your family. You can find her at Wendy Bunch on Twitter as well. Any other social media sites out there for folks to check? We are on Facebook. So uh, Wendy Bunch and the Wendy Bunch team is on there. We try to make that a valuable resource about housing and also about things that can impact you in the community. 
our next guest, Mike Whittle. That's me. Also, uh, one of those companies being recognized this year as a as a top performing business in the Cobb County area. Talk about talk about uh, your 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 business. Well, K Mike Whittle Designs. We are a full service retail florist, but not only that, we do events, weddings, uh, anything that has to do with floral. We'll do it. Uh, been in the industry myself. This is my forty fifth year. Wow! In the industry, uh, we're a young. Uh, Cobb Chamber member. We, we've only been in business for seven years now. And to be nominated as top five blew us away, you know, because we were so young. And so, but with K Mike Quiddle, we uh, are right near Wendy. We're neighbors right near the square in Marietta on Church Street. Um, we have a very unique building. Everyone loves our building, it's the old Clark Library which uh, suits us great. But the, the way that I got started was, it was just one of those God things. You know, uh, the, the timing and all, I was very, very satisfied at a shop in uh, Carrollton, Georgia, and was there for 10 years and, and very satisfied. But a friend of mine's uh, mother passed away at uh, the funeral home next door to us, and went there and they said, the building's coming available. You need to go in it. Left it off, went on about my way. Then, um, sadly, the next week, her father passed away. Ah. Yeah, why right. And so went back, took another blanket to the funeral home, and they said, yes, the building is going to be available. You need to go in it. Well, that evening, one of my best friends in Marietta, Greg Litchfield, calls me and said, Mike, the library is going available and you're going in it. <laughs> I said, well, okay, Greg, how am I going to do that? I said, you know, having no idea of opening my own shop, especially in 2009 when there was nothing. Right, right. <laughs> nothing going on, CW. And so then um, he said, I said, how am I going to do that? I have no money. I have no clients, you know, with absolutely nothing. But thank goodness I have lived in Cobb County all my life. And so he said, you call this guy at the bank and you call this guy about the lease and this and that. Well, the next day went to the bank. They foolishly gave me the money, <laughs> gave me the money and got the lease. And believe it or not, I was in business within 24 hours. What sparked your passion in floral design? God. God only knows. I've been doing it since I was 13 years old. Started with selling cattails to a florist in Smyrna, Georgia. And ever since, she said, you want to help me? Do you know, did you know of a place where you could go find some, I guess? What? No. Yeah, it was in the sediment pond behind the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, you know, in Smyrna, and Betty said, you want to help me? I said, help you do what? She said, and it was Mother's Day weekend, believe it or not. And so she said, can you tie this bow? I said, I've never tied one. Show me how. She showed me how, tied the bow, started working for Betty, you know, at 13 years old. So. And now you've gone through a fair amount of training, I guess, to to hone your craft and really become not just an experienced person, but I mean, you're truly professional. You're, you're, you're Absolutely. committed to the craft. And you said the right word there, professional. Because anybody can put flowers in a vase, but to be a floral designer, that's a different story. 
And that's okay. what I've heard, that it's quite a process. It really takes some some understanding of the textures and colors and all of that and how they Absolutely. fill space and create negative space and all Ab- of that. Exactly. The balance. Yeah, I can do it, maybe. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've always taught and I've always felt either God gave it to you or you ain't got it. <laughs> you know, like that. I, I think you have to have the talent and the love and the passion for it. For for you, you... you you made the leap. You got into this building. I mean, what what really made things start to take off for you? Because you you know you went from zero to sixty pretty quickly, obviously, and in just a few short years here, you are in the the top of the Cobb County Chamber of businesses. So, well, you know, the first couple of years we rocked on. We we did well and all. The, but the main thing that really gave us the oomph was our community involvement. And and it kind of showed me, wow, this is passion now, <laughs> that unless you're involved in your community and without your community, you're nothing. And, and that's so true, so true about Cobb, because I think Cobb County is one of the most close-knit communities mm-hmm. there is. Because if I do something for Wendy, Wendy's going to turn around and tell somebody that what I did for her. You know, and not not doing it to get that accolade. But when you do, it feels pretty good. And then that person's going to call me. And that's what got the ball rolling for us because we're very community involved. Obviously, you're delivering a great product as well. Um, From what I understand, you also offer some some instruction for folks who have an interest in starting to learn more about it. We do. We have just opened our uh, DIY center, do-it-yourself center, uh, up off of Canton Highway, and we plan on next year beginning the classes, the full uh, design classes. And if we're going to be doing some fun stuff, fun, you know, for the garden clubs and stuff like that, and all, but we are serious about this school. We want to teach designers. We don't want to teach flower pokers. We don't want to, you know, Susie Homemaker. They can do it. You know, we want, we want new blood to come into our industry and realize the work that it takes to do this. And not only being recognized as a top 25 business, a small business of the year within the Cobb County Chamber, uh, you were also voted number one florist in Cobb County. And I know there's some competition in, in Cobb County. There's some businesses that do a good job that have been there for a long time. So that's pretty high praise. Yes, it was. That was that was a great honor also. And also, we got best booth at the Cobb Chamber Expo this year. You which, should have which seen was, that booth. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> which, which was real a, a great honor for us because there was a lot of booths there. <laughs> but Talking with Mike Whittle of K. Mike Whittle Design, uh, Designs. And talk about the way things have changed since... You started. You started doing this oh, wow. when you're 13 years old. I mean, now, all these years later, have have things really changed much? Oh, uh, you know, what do, what do you see where where the big differences are? Well, the big difference is the average person wouldn't realize because they didn't have to do a wreath made of moss, uh, like a wreath that would go to a funeral home. We used to press our own moss and and wrap it with a fishing line. And that's what was your wreath frame. Now they're made out of floral foam that holds the water and keeps it. It's really the the product that we get to use now. 
and, and the development of that that's changed the most. Retail-wise, boy, has it changed. People expect so much more for their money than, you know, that because of some little something called Pinterest or something like that, you know, <laughs> that that's kind of evil in the florist industry. Well, I was going to ask you about that because you're a, you know, brick and mortar boutique. You, yeah. you provide face-to-face -face service, interacting with your customers directly. And, you know, we've got the, the, the interwebs out there where you can go on and order a, a, a bouquet. Um, you know, talk about why it makes sense to, to link up. If you really want something nice and, and professionally done, why, why go to a place like yours? Go to your hometown florist because you have no idea what you're really getting on that web because we call them order takers. In, in, in the industry. They're just strictly order takers that could be in a room somewhere in Bogota or somewhere taking orders and then coming to Marietta. But when you go through that, first of all, you pay so many charges that, that you're shouldn't have to it's just ridiculous so it's not necessarily yeah. going to the actual flowers oh, it's no. just covering other costs no it's cost and i tell you at the at may's ward the funeral home next door we see it they call us all the time hey mike we got a box of flowers over here can you fix them you know and for somebody <laughs> serious serious i mean it is a box of Alstromeria lilies with no vase nothing sent to a funeral home and it's it's the order takers that are doing it that are online i mean there's absolutely nothing wrong and it's great to order flowers online from your hometown florist sure but when you go on to the 800s and and all of that you better be careful now at cave mike whittle design do you have the ability to go on and order at least some things sure. through through the website sure absolutely at kmikewhittledesigns.com and for for you i mean Full service, I guess you do everything where they need flowers, funerals, weddings, if, if events, my, whatever. My philosophy is that if the check's good, we're there. Are you yeah. linked up, I guess, with the number of the wedding venues and you're, you're we sure one of their, are. I would imagine Absolutely. being the number one florist yeah. in the county, you'd be one yeah. of the top of their list. We are. But my passion, and this is going to surprise a lot of people, is sympathy work, is for funerals and all, because I love making it personal during that horrible time for them but when you make it personal i still remember a beautiful good. floral design that uh, my co-workers bought me when my father died at a very young age um so you're you're right it's yes. certainly something and that was yes. 20 a little over 20 years ago i still remember it every time i smell lilies i think about that but you said young age yeah he was my age uh, when oh, he died wow, wow. <laughs> yeah and with, with you i mean what about where you get flowers from are there are you able to link up are there growers around the area or do you have to import them from far far and wide how, how, do, how does that flow we do both we, we do both we get a lot of flowers direct mostly they come through miami from ecuador and you know other places but then we have some great wholesalers right here in atlanta woodstock all over but we never put our all our eggs in one basket. Either, yeah, of course. Because yeah. you never know what you're going to call up and ask me for. 
So. <laughs> You'll probably end up running into my in-laws, the the Keppins have a, a wedding cake business and they're linked up with Saratoga Group and yes. Indian Hills. Yeah. And Same with us. Uh, they're, they're kind of the go-to people now are becoming that for those places. So you'll run into them at some point, I'm sure. Good. That'll be great. <laughs> I'll have to tell them about you so that they can uh, make sure everybody knows about it. I'm sure being a top florist, people are going to know you already. But if not, maybe they can help you out as well. Did you, you said you gave the website any other contact information for folks so that they can get tied in with you? 770-499-1700. We really love to talk to folks over the phone, more so than the website. We love our website, but we really like to have the personal touch with them so they can tell us what they want. And we can say, well, if we do this, why don't you do this? You know, and kind of guide them, especially through uh, difficult times or fun times, you know, because they that man may have forgot exactly what he sent the last time, and, <laughs> and we we try to keep them out of trouble. So, so yeah. you actually keep track of okay. my orders, and that way you can know if I have preferences and things like that, or maybe suggest something similar but different. Well, allergies, you know, we have lots of mm-hmm. the ladies that don't like the lilies, the mm-hmm. the smelly lilies, as they call them, you know. And that's that's very important to remember that because all it takes is one time not satisfying her and you're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking with VIPs, actually, from the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. A number of our guests today have been finalists and even winners in the small business of the year competition for the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Laura Higabotham of the Bottoms Group uh, here in the Marietta area is also a finalist in the 2016 Small Business of the Year competition for Cobb County. So thanks for taking some time to introduce folks to the Bottom Group. Yeah. Um, So we are a um, insurance firm that has two main specialties. Uh, A main focus would be employee benefit services uh, for all aspects of a company's benefit package, um, healthcare, dental, um, disability. Um, and just creating a full package. We work with the employers, but really the employees are our clients. We want to make sure that they have a great experience uh, from open enrollment. Um, if they need claims assistance, um, we're there for them. We work for them and make sure that everything goes smoothly, especially um, in this changing time with all of the, the health care law and everything that has changed so much. Um, and then another very important part of what we do and what I personally work on um, and a passion of mine is the life insurance and estate planning side of our business. Um, working with the individuals and seeing how um, what planning we're doing now is going to help the families in the future in the event of an untimely death um, is really impactful to me. Um, so it's, you know, one side of our business is working with employees and um, but what I do is uh, working with the families and individuals. Um, we'll do disability insurance as well. Long-term care is a growing market um, and very important. So um, we are a family business. I am third generation uh, insurance agent, I guess. Well, that answered my next question. I was going to ask you how you got into the business. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my grandfather started in 1947 selling um, small life insurance policies in the Marietta area. He was called a debit life insurance agent. And then my dad started his business in 1975. 
And now we, I work with my brother. He started in 2008 with the Bottoms Group. Um, he had, my father wouldn't hire us right out of college. He ah. makes us go work other places um, to, you know, get training elsewhere, learn the market. Um, and then I joined in 2011 um, after some experience at a life insurance company. Were there particular aspects of the insurance space and, and what it's doing for its customers that really drew you in? Well, um, having grown up in the business, I naturally wanted to be different. I rejected it uh, my whole childhood. I did not want to do what my dad and then eventually what my brother did. Um, I wanted to just, I wanted to be an architect or a fashion designer. I actually was a fashion major in, in college. Um, but it was my senior year of college that I, was, I had a business minor. So doing a lot of those business classes and just actually listening to my dad and what he actually did and seeing, um, just opening my ears to how he's helping these people, um, the widows, the widowers, um, really made an impact. And I, he has such a long career. I look forward to having the same long career and seeing everything come full circle um, and just helping generations to come. What's involved with the estate planning uh, and and that side of things for for your clients how what are you focusing on and and how you know what are some particular things that those people need to be thinking about when should they start to well i would say they should start as soon as possible um i am young i you know uh you know people starting families getting married buying homes that's when you really need to start looking at life insurance, it might not be a big policy, but what what you have to ask yourself is what's going to happen if you were to die? Is your spouse going to be able to stay in the home? Or um, if they're stay-at-home um, mom, are they going to have to go get a job if you were to die? Um, so things like that, that's kind of a, the basics of it all uh, that you need to start thinking about, at especially a young age. And then as you get older, you've acquired wealth. You might not need it for, you know, um, paying off a mortgage or things like that, but also leaving a legacy behind. Um, you know, you've you've created this wealth, um, but you want to you could give part of your life insurance to a charity or uh, your grandkids um, for education purposes. Um, but then on an even higher level uh, with the estate tax. Uh, life insurance is used a whole lot for that to pay the estate tax uh, that would be due upon uh, death. So there's multiple levels to be thinking about. It's not just for um, people who can't pay for a funeral needing life insurance, but it's all aspects of the spectrum of the incomes. Chatting with a 2016 Small Business of the Year competition finalist, top 25 member uh, for the Cobb County Chamber, Laura uh, uh, Laura Bottoms Hickenbotham, and she's a third generation member of the insurance industry, helping uh, businesses get great benefits for their employees, as well as focusing on uh, wealth transfer, estate planning, and preparing for the uh, eventual situation that's going to happen to us all, where we have to uh, take care of some final expenses. Laura, do you have some advice for folks out there, it seemed like what I'd heard in the past is a good idea of where to start is 
three or four or five years of your annual salary, do you have some advice on how, how much do I need? Sure. Yeah. Um, so if you come in and you have no idea how much you need, we look at the whole picture. Um, we actually have software that allows us to input, you know, your financial standing. Um, you know, what liabilities do you have outstanding? What assets do you have? Are they liquid assets? Um, what your income is? And we figure in inflation and all of that and hopefully um, pay increases. Um, and then finally, what do you think your survivor's income needs to be? So you could be making X amount of money, but you can live off of Y, a smaller mm-hmm. amount. Um, so we take into consideration all of that and we tailor it to exactly what each client needs. So there's not like a cookie cutter uh, response to that because every every person that comes in our door, we approach um, looking at the whole big picture um, to tailor exactly what is needed for their particular situation. Now, you're an expert in life insurance. Something I've been seeing a, a lot advertised on television is sell your insurance policy or sh- sell part of your insurance uh-huh. policy. Do you have a thought on that and its wisdom? And is there a situation where something like that might make sense? Yeah, um, I'm, we're actually working on one right now. Um, but it's not for everyone. Um, the people that do those life settlements, um, the people who are buying the, the life insurance policy from you, it sounds bad, but they kind of hope you die soon um, because it'll pay off. They don't want to buy it from you and then you live. And then they carry that note for yeah. a while. Yeah. So it's the really sick people that, you know, they might need the cash now. Um, not just because I saw a commercial before I came in here um, and I look up at my TV in the office. It's on Fox News all the time. So their commercials crack me up. Um, and it's, you know, we don't need the, right, the yeah. policy anymore. And you know, the kids are grown and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there shaking my head like they're still expensive. Yeah, they're expenses. And right. you might have grandchildren and, you know, you've paid into it all this time. And just the the return on investment on the death benefit is far more greater than cashing it in at a smaller sum now. Um, So I, in certain situations where you might pass away soon and you need the cash now, um, it works, but uh, we don't come along those too often. Mm -hmm. Um, We might suggest, you know, just keep it, keep paying the premium and, uh, your survivor will get a larger sum later. It's kind of hard to, to see, but um, but yeah. Talking with Laura Bottoms Higginbotham of the Bottoms Group, insurance experts both for employee benefit type insurance as well as, as we were talking about, end of life insurance as well. And you are a, a top 25 finalist in the Cobb County Chamber Small Business of the Year. Talk about your involvement with the Chamber. What got you involved? How long have you been involved? And, and why has it been great? Sure. Um, so my father joined in the 80s um, and he has consistently been involved. He did leadership Cobb. I think I was two years old at the time. He joined it because it was the elite business organization, and it still is. Um, so that's why he joined it, and the relationships that have followed have, it's why we're still doing it all these years later. Um, my, myself, personally, I got involved after I joined the firm um, to just see how I can make an impact in the community outside of who my dad is and who my brother is, um, you know, as a young professional, getting to build my own business, 
um, apart from them. Um, so I've done Leadership Cobb, which is amazing. Um, you know, you you meet so many kinds of people and they really are like your best friends and they have your back and um, they're all ages, all backgrounds. You know, I was really intim- t- intimidated going in. You know, I'm a young professional. I'm like, you know, I haven't accomplished all that my classmates have, but they are so supportive and it's, you know, you come in and um, you have your goals. Like, so I'm ready to start my business and grow it. Whereas my classmates might have already had their business for years. So having those mentors is really important um, with Leadership Cobb. Um, And just, you know, we get involved in the community, not to necessarily gain clients, but just to give back. And it does end up being full circle. Do you have, uh, I was asking Wendy, do you have particular focuses in the community where you try to spend time and, and energy or, or resources that, that you'd like to talk about? Sure. Uh, well, personally, I have been involved with uh, the Junior League of Cobb Marietta. Um, I'm on, on the board this year. And um, our focus going forward is uh, domestic violence, um, which is so important. And it hits all aspects of the community. It's not just the women, but it affects the children and um, breaking that cycle of domestic violence. So um, through the Junior League, we find organizations such as the YWCA to um, offer volunteers, um, grants, um, and things like that. So that's something that I personally am involved with. Um, But as a firm, you know, from my father and my brother, we each find our passions and we um, really make sure that our employees know that it's really important for them to find their own passions. They don't need to do exactly what we're doing. Um, We want them to find out what they're passionate about, get involved, and allow them time during uh, the workday to volunteer if they want to, um, because it's just really important from a personal enrichment standpoint. I agree. I I got invited to be a board member for the Cobb County Library Foundation this year, and and that was my first real commitment to you know, an organization like that. And outside of volunteering here and there, hadn't really participated in something, you know, on that level. So it's, I I relate to what you're saying. It it does feel good to be supporting something like that. That's um, really going to help the community young and old. So uh, I can certainly relate to uh, your, your, your involvement with the community. Talk about where to go to get linked up with the bottoms group so that either my business or my family can get the benefits that we need. Sure. So um, everything you'll need to know about all areas of our business are on our website. That's thebottomsgroup.com. It's important to put the the in front of Mm -hmm. bottoms group and that's B-O-T-T-O-M-S. And um, our phone number is 770-425-9989. If you have not done so already, if you look in the upper left-hand corner of the Midtown Business Radio Show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives, and you can subscribe to us. And that way, every week when the new episode comes out, it'll be downloaded straight to your device ready for you to check it out whenever it's convenient for you. And we hope you turn around and share this information with your social media connections, LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera, because you might just put some information in the hands of somebody that would either help their business or as some of our guests today have talked about, might just help them with some resources to help their personal life. So we'll say thanks in advance to all the folks that turn around and share this information with their networks and Ashley and Amy Selby and all the folks over at Cobb County Chamber for 
being here. I want to say thanks so much. It's uh, been a lot of fun getting to know you, and I look forward to getting even more involved with uh, the Cobb County Chamber as we go forward. Thanks for having us. We really enjoy being here. And all the guests that made time to, to travel into the studio, thanks so much. I'm really pleased to get a chance to meet you, and I'm sure we'll be running into each other a lot more. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody out there, have a great day. I want to say thanks so much for making us a part of your day today. We look forward to catching up with you same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. 